welcome today to the first edition of Behind the Story with Naomi and Lisa. I'm Lisa Renee from the Collaborative Press and I'm a contemporary romance author of the Single Again series. And I'm Naomi Craig, historical fiction author of Rahab's Courage. And today we have Dr. Donna Lane. Uh, she's an award-winning author who's recently released her third Christian fantasy in the Whisperers series. Donna uh, does write nonfiction. She's also co-authored with her husband and her son. She works as a Christian counsellor with the assistance of her therapy dog. And she is a professor of counselling. And on top of that, she fulfills the important role of wife, mother and doting grandmother. Donna, welcome to Behind the Story. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Donna, you've recently released the third book in your Whisperer series, which Lisa and I had the privilege of reading an advanced copy. You did an amazing job uh, with world building and spiritual themes. Can you please give our viewers a summary of what the Whisperers series is about? Sure, I'd be happy to. The Whisperer series is about... Um, a world that is on the brink of destruction. Their skylight, which is what they call their sun, is about to go supernova. And they have a series of very bad natural disasters that wipes out a large portion of the population. The survivors that are left have to figure out uh, how to work together in order to solve the problem of uh, joining with a sister planet. And time traveling creatures from the sister planet come and visit their planet and try to help them solve those problems so that they can join the two worlds together and the remnant of survivors can go to the other world. Uh, of course, there's a lot of trials and tests they have to overcome. Um, and in the process of all that, there are evil forces that are trying to prevent them from succeeding uh, because they don't want, the evil forces don't want the creatures to make it to the other worlds. So uh, it's sort of an end of the world series, so to speak, um, sort of loosely based on Revelation. Wow, that's amazing. I'm not a fantasy writer, so it does, but it does fascinate me how, you know, you came up with all these creatures and um, I like how you've got it in the beginning of your book explaining so people can go back and refer to that, what they look like, what their, their function is and the spiritual themes. Um, you know, like the avatar apparently took 10 years of world, world building and there's a lot of things that need to go into the backstory and how it all created the ecosystem and that kind of stuff. So it's quite amazing. It's a lot more difficult, I would think, than just writing a contemporary romance. So tell us, um, what is the most difficult part of your artistic process? Um, I would say the most difficult part for me is having the time that I need to uh, work on it consistently so that I can kind of get in a rhythm or a groove. Uh, but I like keeping all of those characters in my head uh, I kind of visualize them and once I have them in my head and I kind of know their story, I have little compartments in my brain where I keep all the little characters lined up and I remember all the pieces of their story. Um, so that part um, is actually fun for me. For some people that would be very hard, but for me it was a lot of fun 
Um, so I wish that I had time to sit down for eight or 10 hours straight and write every day, but that's not possible. I would love that if I could. Um, but uh, that's probably the hardest part is time. Well, I think you answered my question about keeping everyone straight. That's a pretty amazing um, brain filing system. I love that. Um, and I, I actually, I thought when I read it, it really seemed like um, Narnia meets Left Behind. So I, I could I could pick up on that Revelation vibe there. So I thought that was really well done. Well, thank you. So you're saying that you you didn't um, draw sketches or get images or anything like that. You just sort of kept it in your mind or you did write character descriptions and features. How do you? Right. I wrote character descriptions out as part of the story, but um, the images that I had of the characters and, and how their story was going to play out was all kind of in my head. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to keep track of. You had a lot of different worlds and um, uh, yeah, characters. Yeah. <laughs> And you did, after you, uh, we've seen some of your promotional graphics, you had found some images. And, yes. Uh, so did you fluke it? You found something that sort of suited or it was just a little bit different or you didn't worry too much about whether it lined up exactly? Well, I, of course, you couldn't find exactly um, what, what you pictured in your mind, but I found things that were close enough that it approximated the characters in a way that... I thought readers could connect with the pictures themselves, and at least that's what I was hoping. Uh, kind of give them a glimpse inside my brain. Awesome. Well, you've written some nonfiction um, yourself with your husband and your son, which we'll touch on later. Uh, so just please share us what actually motivated you to write Christian fantasy for adult readers? Well, I have always been a huge fan of C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien. They are my favorite authors. Um, and in particular, I love uh, Lewis's, of course, Narnia, everybody loves Narnia, but I also love his space trilogy. And so uh, I sort of modeled the Whisper series on the concepts in the space trilogy. And if anyone's familiar with that, uh, and you read the Whisper series, you'd prob probably be able to pick up on it. But of course, also it's a fantasy, so it has a lot of the elements that Tolkien introduced in his Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, which are my favorites. Uh, Lord of the Rings, absolutely my favorite books of all time. So that's what motivated me. Wonderful. And your books, um, specifically Seeking Treasure and Skylight Rises, have been nominated in the Sela Awards for this year. Congratulations. That's really exciting. Thank you. I was very excited about that. Now, tell us, for those of us who aren't familiar with the process, what is involved with entering a competition of, of that scale or of any competition? Well, you, um, you fill out an application form and send them two copies of your books to um, a writer's conference group. And this, this group uh, hosts several conferences around the country, uh, regional conferences. And so they then um, get the books and they have readers that read them and they uh, score them and, and that's how the judging takes place. But then the Sela Awards are announced at the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference. 
and that'll be in November. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And so 2019, did you win an award with the sailor? What books did you have in that one? Right. Um, Strength and Adversity, uh, one of my Bible studies, was um, the second place winner for biblical studies at the Salas last year. And Skylight uh, Falls, which was the first book in the Whisperer series, uh, won third place in speculative fiction at the Salas last year. So I was very surprised. You, you would, uh, I had no expectation of being a finalist, much less winning or placing and so I was I was floored when I found that out oh that's so cool well all the best for November we'll yeah, be watching as well and hoping um, that you'll get a placement there so we've got a lot of writers watching as well uh, out there and as well as readers but the writers would like to know how authors you know often they want to know how they balance their day job you know their other personal commitments with their career as an author so some do it in a different way, they have specific times that they allocate, some just, you know, whenever they can. So tell us a little about your job as a Christian counsellor and how it impacts your stories and writing with your schedule, but also does there, is there any influence of what you write and what you've learnt in your studies as um, a professor? You know, does that affect your writing at all? It really does. And if you really think about what counseling is, counseling is basically listening to people's stories and entering into their stories with them and then helping them rewrite the ending of their stories or rewrite the direction of their stories. So um, in a sense, a counselor is already an author. Uh, you, you have to be able to meet people in the middle of their stories where they are and help guide their stories to a different ending. So I do that uh, three days a week. Um, and this is how I work my schedule so that I do get to write some. And I make those three days long days on purpose so that I have some free time at the end of the week. And then Thursday is my writing day. And that's um, basically my sacred day where I tell my husband, leave me alone, and I go <laughs> and, and write. Sometimes I get to also write part of the day on Friday, which is a gift. Typically, we have family events and activities on Saturday, but I um, love to sneak in writing time uh, in between things. And then even on the days that I go to teach class, between classes, I'll sit down and write. Um, when I have a break between clients, I'll sit down and write. So uh, I spend every free second that I have that I'm not working at one of my other two jobs writing. And then I set aside the, that day and a half, um, all day Thursday and part of the day Friday for just focused, concentrated writing. That's wonderful. Um, so tell me, self-pub or traditional, what do you love and what do you dislike about what you've chosen? Well, I, I chose self-publishing on, on, on purpose. It was intentional choice on my part. Um, when I was engaged uh, with a publisher for my first book, um, there was a lot of uh, a, a relinquishing of direction or focus from what I wanted the book to be about. 
to what the publisher really wanted. And I wasn't really excited about that. I really had in mind what I, the direction I wanted it to go. Um, and so we ended up that, that publisher, um, actually ultimately closed. And so we ended up, um, regaining that book and we, uh, rewrote some of it according to the way we wanted it to be originally and re-released it. Um, and that's restore Christianity. So since then I have preferred self-publishing because I get to direct, um, exactly what I want my books to say and how I want them to say it. And that, that means a lot to me. Um, what I don't like about self-publishing is the marketing. Um, of course, even if I was with a publisher, I'd be doing marketing anyway. So I, I kind of shrug my shoulders and say, well, I got to learn it. So I might as well do it myself. Um, but uh, when you're self-publishing, you, that's all on your shoulders. Yeah. So you're basically wearing every hat. Um, there's nobody else that's helping you with anything. You're doing it all yourself. Um, and so that's uh, not my favorite. I'm, I'm not a marketing person. I'm not really very good at that. Um, I'd rather be writing, but uh, it's part of the, it's part of the process. And so um, that's something that I've tried to just recently start taking on a little bit more and trying to learn. Awesome. <clears throat> Great. Okay. So uh, Donna, um, you have also co-authored with your son Hayden Lane. He has a master's in biblical history and you're doing a study on the book of Mark, which uh, you, right. you're working on and perhaps will come out next year. So how, just tell us a bit how you work co-author um, in this instance with your son. How, how, um, how do the roles work? Like is someone, you're writing the chapters together, you're sitting together at the editing. How, do, how does that all work? Well, we do better when we are, are uh, writing separately and then uh, shooting things back and forth to each other because both of us are hyper-focused. Um, and if we try to talk to each other, neither one of us would respond to the other. So it would not be very productive. Um, but he handles the all of the historical and linguistic parts of the study. And um, I handle all the application and theological parts of the study. And that's how we divide it when we're doing uh, either a Bible study or an apologetic together. Now, is he serving in some fashion with this historical biblical studies or what, what does he do for a living? He actually teaches at um, a Christian school and he teaches uh, because he also has a degree in linguistics. He teaches Latin. Oh, wow. Um, so he teaches all, all four years of Latin and plus the AP Latin course at his, at his school. Very cool. Yeah. Now it sounds like you are incredibly busy. What do you do for fun or what is your favorite way to relax? Yeah. Fun is, uh, rare. <laughs> um, actually, writing is a lot of fun to me, but something that we love to do, we have a cabin in the North Georgia mountains, and uh, which is one of the places I love to go to write because it's so peaceful, but we also have an old raggedy Jeep Wrangler, 
and we'll get in that Wrangler and drive up to uh, a forest service road and just keep going until we run out of road and then we'll hike uh, and see if we can explore and discover new places. Uh, go to waterfalls if we can find a waterfall or just go to the top of a ridge so that we get a really incredible view. Um, I love being outside. I love being in nature. It feels very connected to God to me because of the beauty of creation. So I enjoy that very much. That's one of my favorite things to do. And then I also like painting. I'll paint pictures for fun. And we sing a lot um, in our house. So we do a lot of fun singing. Uh, sometimes funny, sometimes just um, more trying to create something beautiful ourselves. So those are some of the things that I enjoy. Wow, I love that, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, well, that's one of my favorite things as well. I love nature and um, mm -hmm. singing, I do, but not that great. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll just go over quickly all uh, just the main books that you've just done recently, so the fantasy, and your nonfiction books, uh, and where can we find those and your website? So, Donna, we just quickly go through your titles, please. Okay, sure. The uh, Whisperer series, which is the fantasy series of Skylight Falls, Skylight Rises, and Skylight Ends. Those are the three books. Uh, they're available on Amazon. Um, I also have another fiction book called The Interview. It's loosely based on the screw tape letters, by, also by C.S. Lewis. Um, that's available on Amazon. And then my nonfiction books, uh, Seeking Treasures is the most recent one. Strength and Adversity was the Sailor Award winner for last year. And Wilderness Meditations is a devotional that I wrote. And Restored Christianity was the first book that I wrote with my son, Hayden. That's wonderful. I'm going through uh, Seeking Treasures right now and I'm really, I'm very challenged by it. Um, so it's really, I like the, your illustration on the courtroom. That's, that's pretty cool to, just to see of, um, you know, how much we hold on to the junk that Satan sends our way and we don't need to, like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> um, but no, I appreciate, I appreciate your, your wisdom behind that. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so from, from pick, pick one from Skylight Ends or Seeking Treasures, what is one thing um, you want your readers to come away with after they've read the book of your choice? <laughs> well, I, I don't really have to pick a book um, because I have the same thing in mind every time I write. Um, Y'all know how... Uh, Jesus often started parables with the kingdom of God is like, mm. um, for me, that's the picture in my head. I want to answer that question. The kingdom of God is like, and then I try to tell a story or paint a picture or make a, a theological point or use scripture to try to answer that question. I want people to come away with a new understanding and a clearer picture of the kingdom of God. I also desire to be a part of ushering in the kingdom of God because I 
think we do have a role in that um, as believers and that we partner with God in that. So I want my words to bring people closer to God and closer to the kingdom. That's wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you, Donna, for sharing today on our first edition of Behind the Story. We will have Donna's links in the comments and we will have her website and you can uh, check out the Amazon links and mostly on Amazon you can do a little preview so you can sort of see what the story is about and Donna's style of writing. Okay, um, if you enjoyed learning more about new authors, we will keep producing these videos and we will post them on our YouTube channel. So we've got Naomi Craig's um, YouTube channel, we'll put the links in there, the Collaborator Press and Lisa Renee, uh, we will have those on. So don't forget to click on the bell so you can get notifications the next time we release a behind the story video. Um, yes, and also in the links, you will find that Lisa and I both have a novella for you um, that you can download. My biblical fiction on Desolate Heights is about Balaam and his talking donkey. It is exclusive to my newsletter subscribers. And I have a free Christian contemporary romance. It's like a rom-com. And that's the start of Polarized Love. And so you can, we'll put the link there and you can subscribe to my newsletter too and get that free rom-com to enjoy. So thank you again for joining us today on Behind the Story with Naomi and Lisa. Don't forget to click on the links and subscribe to our YouTube channels and you'll keep up to date with our author interviews. Have a great week. God bless.